Welcome in to another new podcast from the Association for Materials Protection and Performance. My name is Ben Dubose, and I'm a staff writer with Codings Pro Magazine and with Materials Performance Magazine. Today, in our latest episode of the Codings Pro interview series, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. Typically, we have guests come on from across the codings industry who typically they give us intel on the latest trends and what's going on out in the market. Well, today we've got our own team that can provide some valuable information on that because our editor-in-chief, Stephanie Chizik, and our multimedia specialist, Bree McCullough, have been out in Las Vegas all week for the annual World of Concrete trade show. And this isn't just any World of Concrete, by the way. This is the first World of Concrete since COVID and really one of the first really big in-person events for our industry since the pandemic, which of course began more than 15 months ago. Typically, World of Concrete has over 60,000 attendees and 1,500 exhibitors, and while things are certainly a little scaled down in 2021, it's still a massive event and a big step forward as we try and get back to normal or, I suppose, whatever our new normal is. So with that in mind, on today's show, we're going to have Stephanie and Bree fill everyone in on what's been happening out at the show and what some of the key takeaways are for the industry. And Stephanie, I think a good place to start because you're our editor-in-chief just tell any listeners who might not be fully familiar what World of Concrete is and sort of how it ties into the coatings industry and what we cover at Coatings Pro. Yes, uh, uh, thanks for having me <laughs> on our podcast. Right. It's fun to be on the other end of this. Yeah, so World of Concrete is uh, just exactly what it sounds like. It is all things concrete from surface prep to uh, before that even, I guess, like the admixtures, laying the concrete, masonry, uh, as far as topping and overlays, um, fixing it and mitigating corrosion issues, maybe in the rebar or issues with the, the pour, as people who are familiar with concrete knows, every concrete pour is different. So you have to treat it you know, differently each time. So it's a really interesting show. It's our biggest one usually of the year. It's a little bit smaller this year, understandably, but it's still a huge offering as far as what's new this year, or or I guess even for the past 18 months, um, just kind of reconnecting with people, giving them what they need as far as materials or tips and tricks. There's education sessions as well. So it's definitely a, a large overview of, of all things concrete. It's It's really interesting. Yeah, and we're going to get into market talk in just a little bit, but I think a good place to start with this is just sort of the human interest angle of this being really the first huge industry event since COVID. There's been, I know, a few sectional events, little things here or there, but this is really one of the first, I would say, big time shows that attract visitors in the tens of thousands to take place really since the first couple of months of 2020. So I think it's a very, if nothing else, interesting story i'm sure being back at an event like this and brie let's start with you i want to pose the same question to each of you but just in general what does it feel like being out at an in-person show for the first time really since the pandemic started you know it's kind of been a roller coaster of emotions because it was really nerve-wracking thinking about being around all these people again sure because it's been what 18 months since you've been in a large crowd and so i was really nervous going into it and being around everyone again but once you're here it's been so nice and so exciting to reconnect with people 
to see everyone again. I've met a lot of new faces. I mean, I met Stephanie for the first time on this trip, which was, has been fantastic. <laughs> um, and it's been so great um, to just see people and be around people and to be able to talk to people face to face and not through like a computer screen again. Um, and it's just been, it's been a lot of fun seeing what everyone's been working on over the last 18 years. Or 18 months. Um, yeah, 18 it years. Like 18 it feels years. like it. <laughs> um, but it's been really exciting. Um, and I've really enjoyed being here. Um, and this is definitely the biggest, this is definitely the biggest show that I've been to. I'm still relatively new to the industry. Um, so it's been it's been a little overwhelming, but I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, and for anyone who hasn't been following at any of our social media pages, especially uh, Facebook and Instagram, Bree has been putting together these videos at the end of every World of Concrete day, sort of wrapping up uh, some of the cool exhibits, booths, demos, and it really gives you a quick look at a lot of the things going on out at World of Concrete in Las Vegas. So if you haven't checked that out, please stop by our Instagram, Facebook, like and follow those pages if you aren't already, and you can check out those videos, which really cover a lot of ground in just about 90 seconds. Bree's been doing a great job on that. Stephanie, Thank the you. same question to you. Um, what does it feel like being back? I know typically you do a ton of shows in person every year. Now you've had to go more than 15 months without doing any. What does it feel like being back sort of, I don't know if it's normal, but something close to what you typically do? It does surprisingly feel very similar or very okay. close to normal. Um, and I will say, I, I will second what Bree just said. It's so nice to just get out there and talk to people. I, I think we all know in the back of our minds how much we've been missing in-person contact. But until we got to do it this week, it, you know, it's just, it's so refreshing. You reconnect with people that you see, you know. So I've, I, I was trying to figure this out yesterday. I think I've gone to seven or eight World of Concretes at this point. So you know, I've seen it change over the years, of course, and uh, this year's changed a bit as well. But it's just, you know, the, you start to see the same people and the same faces and, you know, just reconnecting with the contractors to me. I, I forgot how I, I always say that my favorite thing about Codings Pro is when I get to talk to the to our readership who are the Codings contractors. And that's still true. I just kind of forgot how really great that is because we haven't been able to do that in person mm -hmm. in such a long time. So it was just so refreshing to be able to have these connections again. Um, you know, it, it does feel surprisingly normal. <laughs> and and also little things that I maybe had forgotten about, you know, just easily kind of come back and, you know, just talking to people at the booth or walking around. And mm -hmm. it's been really, it's been really nice. It's been awesome. So World of Concrete was one of the lucky shows that did get to go off in 2020 because typically it's early in the calendar, January, February, something like that. And so they were able to sneak it in uh, before the pandemic. Of course, this year it was delayed because the vaccine rollout made it to where really June was about the earliest that you could realistically pull off an event like this, um, especially with the revised CDC guidance and feel secure about it. Stephanie, how different is it or not different relative to um, other World of Concretes? Because I know you've been doing this off and on for quite a while, going out to Vegas for World of Concrete. How different is this? I know you mentioned earlier it's a little bit smaller. Other than that, um, how close to normal is it for a typical World of Concrete? Yeah, I mean, the the biggest difference is there's a, there's a brand new hall at the convention center. Mm. So 
I know that doesn't feel like necessarily a big deal on paper, but it's just a completely different layout as far as walking the show and attending sessions and kind of, you know, how you navigate. They're also doing this thing. I haven't gotten a chance to do it yet, but Tesla apparently is doing rides to and from the different halls because, it, you know, it's about a 10 minute walk. So, yeah. um, you know, they're, they're coming up with innovative ways to kind of make it fun, even though it's different. Uh, besides that, I would say, yeah, I think that I think it's just it's just that it's smaller. So the outdoor space used to be or I should say used to be it probably will be fine next year. But it, it you know, the last time we had World of Concrete, the outdoor spaces were growing, growing, growing each year. And mm. I, I think I think that's this year it's smaller, not only because of COVID and this being the first time that we're back in person again, but also it's June. So June in Vegas is very different than January sure. in Vegas. Um, just the pure availability to do some of this work outside in 90 to 100 degree heat. It's usually, it's just mm. a very different experience. So, um, but inside the halls, it's, it's quite similar um, as far as the types of booths and the, and the products that are being shared and um, that kind of thing. So there, there are a lot of similar similarities. There, there are, are so all are also quite a few differences this year, but I'm really hopeful. I think that it, you know, we say next year, but it's really only six months. Right. Um, I hope I hope that for 2022, I, I think it, we'll see it going back to even even almost back to completely normal. It's just going to be a matter of. Yeah. Can, can the contractors get out of work in January? You know, June is is typically a really high high season, I think, for a lot of these people who would normally attend. So. Yeah, that's a good point on the weather. I hadn't considered that. But yeah, that's probably the biggest factor. Why with all these outdoor exhibits, they do it in January or February, because in Vegas, that's it's usually hot. when you feel uh, like you can get the best weather. Whereas now, yeah, even though it's the travel season, it is not fun to be outside for those exhibits. Anyway, well, the, on that, it's the travel sorry, season because they can, they can go by the pools, but we're not going, you know, we have, yeah. we're here for work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a little <laughs> bit different for us. Um, anyway, as far as the exhibits, indoor or outdoor, uh, does anything stand out? Uh, Bree, I'll start with you since it's your first time. Uh, what are some of the really cool, I suppose, demos or booths that you've seen? Um, yeah, so Stephanie and I, we've been exploring the floor together quite a bit. Um, and just yesterday, actually, we were over with AquaJet um, and they were doing a lot of really cool demos um, and showing some of the new equipment that they had out. Um, and from just like a video and photography standpoint, like anything moving, you know, it just catches my eye and I like run to. Um, and I believe, I believe it was, um, what were they showing? It was. Oh, they were doing, um, they do hydro demolition for surface prep. So I think they were showing a different, a, f a few of their options as far as that goes. There's like, you know, one that goes up a vertical wall and then there's a few that can work on horizontal as well. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the yeah. product name specifically though. Yeah, and there was um, someone there who was just operating all of them and showing everyone what they could do. And those are really cool. Um, and I was excited to be able to capture some of that on video. Stephanie, same question to you. Is there anything that stood out to you as, I don't know if it's something new, but just something that really caught your eye when you're walking these halls or what limited stuff there is outside? Yeah, I haven't gotten to go to the Diamond lot yet, which I think is where a lot of the outdoor events are going to be. So I'm excited for that today. But, you know, I keep coming back in my head to 
Quickcrete, which it's not new, but they just do a really good job mm -hmm. of stadium seating sort of with their demos that they they, they have mm -hmm. constant demos throughout the day. And I think that that's, that's the piece that we're missing with this virtual world that we've been right. living in. It's not necessarily that you can't share the same information. It's that you want to touch it, see it. You want to see how it works. You want to see how it lays down. You want to talk to someone who does this on a daily basis probably. So to me, the Quickcrete one, and that's actually not far from our booth. So it's kind of nice to just pop over there and see what what they're presenting at that that hour or what have you. And I think they do that every year. So hopefully they'll if if people are coming next year to World of Concrete, they'll be able to experience what I'm what I'm talking about mm. there. Yeah. And Quickcrete has so many tactile aspects of their booth that you can kind of like touch and feel the different coatings and mm. concrete. Um, and so that's really interesting as well. From my perspective, when I've done World of Concrete and I've been doing it, not this year, but the last couple of years at least, one of the real highlights, and I suppose the true meat and potatoes of the experience, is the one-on-one -on -one conversations. Because be it for future case studies in Codings Pro or perhaps technology information for our supplements, it's these one-on-one -on -one conversations with people where you get a better sense of what's really going on out in the field. Because from our perspective, as editors and writers and in Bree's case, multimedia specialist with a magazine, we're not out in the field. We're relaying these stories from our contractors and in many cases, uh, material equipment suppliers, whatever it may be of how their products and what's happening out in the field, but we're not doing it ourselves. So basically what we do, it's only as good as the relationships and basically the quality of information that we get out from the contractors that are going out and actually doing this. And that's what a show like this, especially in person, is so useful to build those relationships and to help us learn what's really going on in a given year. And Stephanie, with that in mind, when you talk to people this year, what are some of the key takeaways? This can be, I suppose, technologies that they need, the trends they're seeing, basically what are they saying that's going on out in the market right now? I think the number one thing is what we've been saying is just that it's so nice to be able to see people mm. in person. Aside from that, as far as trends go, I've definitely, I'm still hearing, you know, there that people are having trouble finding people to work for them. That's going to mm. be, I think, a continued issue for a while until we figure that out. Um, I know there is a supply chain issue with materials. Uh, people are talking about that from all different aspects, you know, trucks versus, or just your raw materials for your coatings or the, you know, what have you. So that's, that's definitely on top of people's minds. Um, I would say, you know, safety is always definitely something, especially during COVID times, it's just on the top of everyone's mind right now. So that's, that's also a discussion as far as what does safety look like or you know and how is it changing on the job site and not only with ppe but also with how can we make people safer so mm. from an equipment standpoint i mean when brie was talking about those pieces of, of equipment from aquajet they are remote um not activated but they're like they're, they're remote vehicles or you know, mm. um i don't know what to call it they're 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 used Operator by like controlled yeah so you're putting the distance between the operator and the potential hazard and there are i think there's a lot of more opportunities and more equipment coming out that that they use that and it, that also helps with the labor shortage issue as well so you know you don't need 
five people working on the surface prep, maybe you only need one guy on the end of the joystick. So um, mm -hmm. those are, I think, the top ones that I've noticed this year. And one of the big benefits for us, I feel like, in terms of our crew at Coatings Pro that went out there, of course, Stephanie and myself are from the NACE side of the fence when it comes to before the AMP merger, as it happened earlier this year. Uh, Brie, for those who don't know, was with SSPC. Now, of course, we're all under the AMP umbrella, but now that we're going out into the first in-person show since the pandemic and also since the merger, the first major in-person show, I should say. Again, we know there's been a few smaller events here and there, but I think it's good that we have coverage from both sides, uh, NACE and SSPC, so it gives us a good sort of overall insight into the industry. And Brie, from your perspective, the same question that I just asked to Stephanie, what are some of the key takeaways that you've had? Have there been any sort of trends in your conversations with people in terms of, I suppose, what they're seeing in the market, what they need, what's sort of the 30,000 foot overview of uh, what people are talking about? Yeah, to kind of echo Stephanie, I think a lot of people really, a lot of conversations are that people are just really excited to be here, to be out here again, to see things opening up and to see normalcy really close in the near future. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I have a little bit of a, a different perspective on, on these events because I don't really come from a coding's technical background as much um, mm -hmm. as I have just, you know, I, as multimedia specialist, I have the photography, videography, and social media background. Um, so a lot of my conversations are, what gear are you using? What camera is that? <laughs> so um, can I take that on my job site yeah. type of thing? So I feel like my, my conversations are a little different, um, but it is interesting to like hear people on the show and contractors like asking me about gear and mm -hmm. how they want to add like multimedia aspects and video yeah. to their company because people are realizing that video is very important and it is such an essential marketing tool. Um, yeah. So I'm always excited to talk to people about video and photography whenever they want to. Yeah, absolutely. And it ties into your business because, for example, a lot of the decisions that we make at Codings Pro, especially with our print issues, come down to do you have quality uh, visuals that we can mm -hmm. run with it to sort of help illustrate what happened on a project? And with the web, of course, images are important, but you also have a multimedia component in regards to videos that we can play up. And if we or some other publication uh, publicizes your great work, then as a contractor, that can help you earn future projects from the publicity. There's so many benefits that come with that. So I think yeah, that's a really interesting perspective I hadn't thought of. But yeah, these contractors do need to sort of prioritize not just photos but videos as well because that ties into their business because it's not just about the one article that they get with Codings Pro or some other publication. It's the benefits of that article and what that can do for them as a business. So I think that's mm -hmm. a really interesting takeaway and I'm glad to hear that people are recognizing the importance of that. Anyway, yes. let's transition to our usual rapid fire. We'll do it a little bit different. For anyone listening to the Codings Pro interview series, you know that over the past few months, we've had sort of these, uh, we call them rapid fire questions. We'll do it a little bit different. I suppose uh, what happens in Vegas stays on the podcast in this case. <laughs> uh, Stephanie, I'll start with you. Um, what's the most interesting thing that you've seen in Vegas on this trip? Uh, that's appropriate for this podcast. Um, uh, yeah, I guess I would say, I mean, I just, uh, all of the outdoor exhibits are really cool here. Um, I haven't gotten to see too much of Vegas 
outside of the show, which is which is fine. I mean, obviously, I'm here for that. So um, I think the outdoor exhibits have, we walked outside at the at one point during during the day yesterday and they were, you know, three, two, one, and they had a competition for breaking down. Uh, I guess it was like a, a, a concrete slab with um, like these huge sledgehammers by hands just to see how quickly you could do it in 15 seconds. So yeah, that was that was pretty fun. Um, but yeah, it's it's a little bit of a quieter year. You know, it's it, uh, maybe the other most interesting thing I've seen is is the brand new exhibit hall, which doesn't like I said doesn't sound very exciting, but it really is cool to kind of like you know you're inside these halls for nine hours every day or whatever it is when you're traveling, mm -hmm. and um and it's it's a beautiful space. It's really interesting to see. I'm sure there's coatings you know from top to bottom in it, so it's kind of just a cool feat to see how how much Vegas has changed even and is continuing to change even now over the past you know 18 mm -hmm. months. So. Bree, same to you. Most interesting thing you've uh, seen in Vegas? Honestly, this is my first time in Vegas, so everything is interesting wow. to me. <laughs> like everywhere I turn, I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, and it's my first time at World of Concrete as well, and the biggest conference I've ever attended. Um, so I'm just kind of like wide-eyed taking everything in because it's just it's so big and so grand and i mean for the last 15 to 18 months i've just you know yeah. been working from home and have talked to everyone through a computer so just it's a completely different world mm. um and so it's just it's very interesting being out yeah. here again and seeing everyone and people and las vegas is a very very fun city yeah. um mm -hmm. they have a lot going on here yeah <laughs> Stephanie, quick follow-up, because I know you've been to Vegas a few times. Outside of the show, in terms of the hotels, the restaurants, how back to normal is it? Does it feel the same way it did before? Yeah, um, it, it absolutely does. It's mm, it's kind of a weird feeling, because I, I expected it to, to be, you know, that we'd have to do a lot of things differently. But yeah. um, I think because they waited for the vaccine, vaccines, that mm -hmm. has made a big difference so it, mm -hmm. basically it's just yeah. it's just like normal I, I also forgot that you could smoke in the casinos and i walked in the front door and i was like oh <laughs> that's right yeah. you know like it's funny the things you forget <laughs> yeah all right so back to rapid fire last question that i was going to ask of that what's been your favorite swag giveaway because for anyone that's been to a show you know that one of I suppose the perks and also just humorous things are the random free giveaways that so many of these big booths have. So what's been the most interesting, um, whether you took it or not, just the most <laughs> interesting uh, swag giveaway that you've seen? I personally am a sucker for any booth that has candy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think because of uh, a, a few parameters that the World of Concrete put up this year. A lot of people weren't even sure we were going to be allowed to have swag. So there, I haven't really seen anything super cool except for I saw I got uh, I picked up a high vis gator. I thought that was pretty fun. To that be, is pretty you cool. know, maybe be able to use on a job site if I'm going to take pictures or what have you. Um, but and this is going to sound completely self-serving, but I mean, I have to say that our not only does Coatings Pro, but also across the hall, we have our AMP booth as well. Our swag this year is is kind of um, nothing new as far as what we've done in the past two years, maybe, but we've got water bottles, 
coffee mugs and flashlights and they are super popular um and i think so that that's kind of fun so our own swag is that sad yeah <laughs> yeah there you go yeah i mean coding for swag is actually pretty popular i mean those uh yeah. those lunch boxes every time we have those those go away like almost immediately and the thing is they get used like at the show so i know yeah, I love it. For, yeah. and then oh sorry go ahead sorry Another swag item I saw was this little trowel. Mm. It was a keychain. It was a metal trowel, and that thing could have been used for a weapon. Like mm. it's three points of the triangle. It was yeah. sharp. Like I don't think I could have taken it on a plane. Yeah. No, <laughs> I was going to tell you funny story about that. So th this was in Nashville a couple of years ago. So it would have been uh, International Roofing Expo, I believe. One of the vendors, I forget who it was, but they were giving away some you know, just general roof coatings type equipment. And it was all packaged in something that I could just sort of put in my suitcase. And I didn't realize, but one of the things they had in there was a drill bit. And when I went Ooh. through security trying to get back home at the airport, it kept getting flagged. I had no idea what they were catching. And it was like, you know, it's a little bit embarrassing because I had to go through, you know, my entire luggage. They pulled it off to the side, all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I have no idea what is in there. And then they mm -hmm. found a drill bit. And of course, I, you know, funny thing, I couldn't even take it home because that's mm -hmm. one of the things that you can't bring on an air, airfare, but uh, or airplane, <laughs> I should say. So yes, some of those giveaways, <laughs> I was actually thinking the same thing, can be very, very interesting. I learned the hard way from IRE a couple of years ago. Anyway, um, final thoughts as we wrap up. Uh, Stephanie, we'll start with you. Anything we haven't covered already, just your thoughts, reflections on the experience, any key takeaways or other information that you want to share before you uh, fly out of Las Vegas tonight? I think just the main thing is I'm so looking forward to coming back in another six months to kind of even further get back to more more normal. And and I don't even I just mean by more normal is the getting to talk to the contractors. I think it's mm -hmm. just so it's so key for us to be able to share information and help with pain points and know what's going on in the field like you were saying earlier ben it's just it's crucial to being able to meet our mission which is which is to be able to help improve the contractor's mm -hmm. job at the end of the day whether that's with better safety or better products or what have you so um someone did say something i was i love standing at the booth because i get to talk to all the contractors who stop by and and one of the contractors uh, just was saying how they they were new to Coding Spur, they'd never heard of us before, and I was kind of walking them through the feature stories. And you know, we'd love to have a project from you to consider possible. And he was like, "Oh, this would be great to share with prospective clients." And I just mm -hmm. was like, "Yes, yes, it would." Yes, that's the point. <laughs> it benefits us and you. So yes, <laughs> just it's just so nice to be able to talk yep. to everyone. I'm I'm just yep. really enjoying it. You know, coworkers, co you know, contractors, vendors, everyone, everyone is just really appreciative, and it's yep. it's just very heartwarming to kind of be in a collective space where we're all sort of I think feeling the same the same emotion of of hope and joy and just yep. like you know we're here let's do it yeah. <laughs> it's exciting <laughs> definitely um Bree same to you I know it's your first show since the merger your first since the pandemic a lot of new firsts for this your first trip to Vegas period which is <laughs> I'm sure pretty interesting uh any final thoughts on the experience and uh what you've learned and what you're going to take out of this week yeah, it's been, um, it's also, it's my first time going anywhere as part of the Codings Pro team. Um, and I, I just really enjoyed not only working next to Stephanie and Alina, 
but getting to interact with our members, our subscribers, our readers, um, it's been really fun to be at the booth and have people come up and go, that's my friend on the cover and mm -hmm. have people get like so excited. Um, and to just see them resonate with the magazine, like so closely, it, it is heartwarming and it is nice to see. And I'm excited to get to know our readers, our members, our subscribers, our clients. I'm excited to get to know them more, um, to interact with them more. I'm, I'm looking forward to our next conference that we get to attend. Um, now that thing, now that we've been to World of Concrete, it kind of feels like, okay, it feels like more conferences are gonna be happening soon, yep. hopefully. Um, this feels kind of like the start of things. Um, and I'm just kind of like amped up and ready to keep going. Yeah, amped up, appropriate for the <laughs> there we go. the pun of all puns. Mm -hmm. But but yeah, I think that's a good point too. It's and a good place to leave it is that you know we will have more events. It's really the beginning of things because now that I think you know one of the benefits of World of Concrete pulling this off is it's going to be a lot easier for other shows, of course, to be confident that this can be done safely and that people are going to be comfortable with whatever the new normal is and of course as we get back to having these shows on a regular basis then at the vast majority of major events that involve the coatings industry you can count on coatings for to have a booth and of course come by and see us we can talk about potentially featuring your technologies your projects whatever it may be depending on your role and of course we've got some free swag as well that you should probably be able to take advantage of Anyway, with that, we'll wind down today. For Stephanie and Bree, I'm Ben DuBose. Thanks, as always, for listening. Uh, if you want more information from us before our next podcast episode, check out codingspromag.com. Check out AMP's website at ampp.org. And, of course, as mentioned earlier, check out our social media outlets, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can find Codings Pro at all of those, and you can see some of the videos that uh, Bree has been putting out as far as recaps at World of Concrete. And you can also, if you have not already, please subscribe to this podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, pretty much all the major distributors. Just search for Codings Pro Interview Series and subscribe if you haven't already. That's how you can get these episodes weekly is our goal and you can get those right when they come out if you subscribe and if you've not already please leave us a five-star review that certainly can't hurt the visibility as well with that we'll sign off thanks again for listening and please come back soon for yet another new podcast from the coatings pro interview series calling all coatings contractors we have a great resource for you coatings pro magazine provides you with the latest news trends and technologies for your coating needs and the best part it's completely free to anyone who signs up. Simply visit CodingsProMag.com slash subscribe. Codings Pro. Know what the pros know.